Hey everyone, before we get started with our podcast, uh, we'd like to thank our friends over at A Legacy of Legends, a Dynasty podcast. BJ and Marcus do a good job of describing uh, fantasy football in a Dynasty perspective. So what are you doing? If you're not over there listening to their podcast, what are you doing? I mean, if you want to hear horrible Alabama football takes by BJ and horrible Ole Miss football takes by Marcus, well just head on over there because they're going to have plenty of that. And if they want to talk about how superior my team is, even though they are cheating, go over there and listen as well. The Doomsday Device, they're here to stay. So, anyway, we just want to thank you all for listening, and I hope you go over and check out our friends on their podcast. Give them a like and follow them, and just uh, give them an honest five-star review. Anyway, thanks for listening, and hope you enjoy the episode. Good morning, gentlemen. Good morning. Good morning, Bradley. <laughs> That's a good way to start off the episode, uh, ain't it? Yeah. <laughs> All righty. Hey, at this least is, it wasn't something I did this week. Yeah, yeah. Well, <laughs> you were kind of set up last week a little bit because you wouldn't even plugged in, were you? I was plugged in. Oh. I don't remember what happened. Anyway, Derek, what kind of coffee you got this morning? You drinking black coffee? Uh, No. Bradley's the coffee minimalist. I'm turning into a maximalist. Like I want all the good stuff. You know, I know that's a point of contention. It is like supposedly you're not supposed to use steak sauce on the steak. But you're doing that good. with your coffee. Two good things make a great thing. That's the way I see it. Okay. Well, in my coffee, I have I'm, I'm kind of on this brown sugar kick. So I have brown sugar and a little, just a little bit of vanilla caramel creamer. Okay. Golly, that makes me sound feminine. It's just a little that. bit. Did you, see, you see that uh, meme? I Bradley's like silently not saying. <laughs> I, I see agreement on his face. That uh, in our group message, did you see the meme about uh, the pumpkin spice communion? Communion. <laughs> I thought that was funny. <laughs> did you put that on the the Twitter or the Facebook? Come in, come in this fall. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, we got a uh, a special special episode where Derek is going to <clears throat> surprise me and Bradley this morning mm-hmm. with who knows what. And our main topic for today is uh, how to uh, be gentle with those who disagree with us. Yeah, and I think it's a worthy conversation. Because as a uh, Reformed Calvinist, Reformed Baptist person, that is going to happen. Isn't it, Bradley? People are going to disagree with you. Why are you singling me out? I don't know. (laughs) It's getting contentious Well, the thing is, it's like, I remember when you first started coming to this church, it was always, let me tell you about this guy that argued with me today, or let me tell you, you know, you remember when you worked at the college, you'd be like, let me tell you about this dude. So I don't miss working at the college. Yeah. But anyway, all right, Derek, 
I'm leaving this up to you. All right. Here we go. Y'all excited because you don't know? Yeah. I, I'm... Uh, ben and Bradley have no idea what's about to come their way. And you got to respond. One of you will get an advantage because one of you will have to go second. But you have to respond uh, first thought. Okay? Okay. Uh, so there can't be a lot of contemplation. Mm, let me see. This stuff. And there's a reason behind this. Uh, it kind of broadens our, our horizon a little bit. Um, you know, we've got listeners. I don't know if we have any. Maybe we've got some new listeners maybe over the last week we or, have so our, or something. Uh, I've got our homeboy from Reddit. Okay. You know. Well, this, you know. He always respects the shout out. He always comments on my <laughs> post that I put on the uh, Reformed Baptist Reddit page. He said, uh, thanks for the shout out last time. <laughs> so I'm shouting you out again, man. Anyway, uh, go ahead. Uh, yeah. Well, you know, this what this does, you know, anything you do, uh, and this just some advice from me, whether it's a podcast or ministry or something, your personality, you need to be personal, you know, and stuff like that needs to come out. And plus, uh, another issue, you know, thing that our listeners need to think about, well, it's it's 5 o'clock a.m. when we do this, so, uh, you know, it takes a little bit for our brains to get going and stuff like that. Uh, but anyway, all right, so who wants to go first? Volunteer. I'll go first. Okay, I'll go first. <laughs> All right, now listen. The key is, All right. you can't like drag it out. You can't. Okay, it, I gotta it needs be quick. To, it needs to come like straight from your heart to your mouth, like a rapid fire. Yeah. Okay, but I think this will, you know, it, it'll like I said, it it'll introduce some new some new things to us and. Okay. All uh, right. Kind of help people. I'm ready see when who you are. are. I'm All ready. Right. All right, Ben. Okay, Derek. Outside of theology, three areas of interest for you that you could carry on a full conversation for a couple hours about. NBA. Okay. Road building. Okay. Food. Food. All right. So, we've heard NBA before. You didn't talk so much about road building, which is what you do pretty That's much. That's what I do for a living, <laughs> yeah. You, you, if you want to know anything, just ask me. So tell us something about food. Food. Uh, I love it. Tastes good. Uh, you, my just, fav- you just said, said that you could talk for an hour about it. Yeah, so, so I like pizza. <laughs> Pizza's my favorite food. Really? Yes. Uh, any, or, I guess my favorite pizza place would be Lost Pizza. I like Lost Pizza. That's where uh, your wife used to work, Bradley. Yep, it's my favorite pizza place too. Mm-hmm. Uh, but other than that, I like Pizan's Pizza in Fulton. It's also a go-to pizza for me. Uh, I like hamburgers. Like I could go to any fast food restaurant and just devour a hamburger, mm-hmm. and not even think twice about it. Where's the best hamburger? Fast food hamburger. No. Or just hamburger generally. Generally. Uh, I like uh, Moe Shots. Really? I like the uh, McDowell with the barbecue sauce and bacon on it. It's pretty good. good. And cheese. Oh, yeah. All right. What is something that is very popular that people enjoy doing that you despise? Mm, probably Facebook. Facebook? Really? It irritates me. Mm-hmm. What is a movie that nobody else finds funny, but you say, you think it's hilarious? Oh, that's probably every movie I watch. Uh, uh, let's see. Which one? There's one that's popped up in your mind. Which well, one? Dumb and Dumber is my favorite movie, and, and there's a lot of people that don't think it's funny. They think it's just ridiculously stupid, but I think it's hilarious. What does your wife think about? Dumb oh, she and thinks Dumber? it's dumb, but she watches it and she she knows it. She's, 
Uh, I think she does it just to spite me, but I think she likes the movie. Mm. But to me, there's genius in that movie because you can't be that stupid. <laughs> you can't be that stupid and come up with that stuff, you know? Mm. <laughs> so you're saying there's a chance. I got a confession. Go ahead. I've never seen it. Dumb and Dumber? Really? Never seen it. Oh my gosh. What is wrong with you? But in saying that, I don't watch a lot of comedies. Like, it's not my. <laughs> you're just. Like, I like I sitcoms, and that's the extent of my comedy. We found out you like Friends. Yeah. That's, that's more shocking than anything, Steve. All right. Go ahead. Last question. All right. All right. You ever seen Brewster's Millions? Excuse me? You ever seen Brewster's Millions? I don't guess I have, no. <laughs> it's the old movie, which, uh, what's the dude's name? Richard Pryor? Don't look at me. I'm oh, I know Richard dude. Pryor is, well, yeah. He's, he's like a, a minor league baseball pitcher, and he's not really good. And he's got like an, an a, a kin, like a, a uncle or a cousin or something that has like billions of dollars. And he he will leave it all to Richard Pryor's character. Okay. If Richard Pryor spends $30 million in a month and has, he has, to and spend, has no like receipts or anything to show for it. All right. He has to spend $30 million and then he gets a... What now? Oh, man. You need to watch. What's the name of the movie? <laughs> Brewster's Millions. Brewster's Millions. To Million. get, like, the big, to the, inherit all that money. Okay, he has he to has spend He has to spend it. $30 million in, oh, in, like, in 30 days, and he can't have anything to show for it. And he can't, oh, so he has to spend and cash. there's, like, rules, oh, so like, wow. he can't just, you know. So you have to donate it, don't yeah. you? Yeah. No. Well, well there's it says the rules that forbid him to from donating too much money to charity mm-hmm. and retaining new assets. When the period is up, unable to share details about the will's oh, odd conditions with anyone, Brewster sets out to spend the, his money under the stern eye uh, of paralegal. You're going to have to speak in the mic. Right of paralegal <laughs> something. I don't know. Okay. Angela and, Drake. Like, for instance, he ends up running for mayor of Chicago, wherever they're at. Okay. And like his, his pitch is, vote for the other guy. <laughs> oh, okay. And you probably wins. Uh, well, all that to say, um, let's just say you had a Saturday. All right. Uh, you're completely free. Do anything you want. And okay. You had a thousand dollars. What do you do? A thousand dollars. Now that now I don't understand why I brought up Brewster's Millions, but just roll with it. All right. Uh, I guess we go. Me and Brianna and Brinkley do something with a thousand dollars. We probably uh, well, yeah. we're gonna go. Uh, we're going to take a trip somewhere. We're going to eat well, probably somewhere fancy. And then we're probably going to go spend it on something. We probably go pay, pay some bills. <laughs> this is probably a pay off a, a bill or two, and then that would probably be it. Um, you leave this. You leave the podcast this morning. I give you ten thousand dollars cash, and you have to spend it uh, by the end of the day. What do you do? Oh, I, if I could, I'd, I'd, I'd put it on my bills, easy. Yeah, like, no doubt. I'd, I'd pay off some stuff. Easy. I know that ain't an exciting answer, but uh, it's no, practical. That's, that's boring. It's very practical. It's boring. What would you do with $10,000 right now, Derek? Go. Pay some bills or something. Okay, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, okay, okay. All right. So is that, am I done now? Yeah. Am I through the fire? Yeah. I should play I some I feel back. like we know you better now. Oh, they know me better? I don't. But maybe somebody does. Okay. All right. So maybe the Reddit guy will have some questions about the NBA or food. Yeah, I or mean something. 
I mean, I got other interests too. Obviously, we talk theology and church. Mm. Yeah. You know, yeah. But uh, I'm trying to think if I have any other interests besides that. I play video games. Uh, I work out. I'm fat. <laughs> you know? So, I mean, I think we used to work out. Yeah. But you kind of stop. <laughs> didn't you? Why didn't you say you're like. You had too much stuff going on with the church yeah. and stuff. To yeah, don't really have time anymore. Yeah. All right, Bradley, you ready? All right, yeah. three areas of interest outside of like theology and stuff like that. Working out. That that you could carry a conversation for an hour easy on. Working, you, yeah, working, working out. out. Yeah. Um, dog training, and my job. When you do, like, the dog training you do, is it, is it specifically, you do obedience training and, like, yeah, hunting, like, training too, don't you? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I've never had any success training, like, a dog. Like, house, and yeah. house I, I, I don't train yeah. house dog. Like, I, won't, I don't train, like, potty training is what people often ask me about. <laughs> I, don't, I don't do that. I don't do that for myself, so I'm not going to do it for somebody else. Uh, but. <laughs> all right, so all right, movie that how did I word it? Uh, you know, I have to come up with something different than funny because I don't <laughs> I don't watch funny movies. Well, well, no, a, a movie that that nobody else thinks is funny, but you do. Come on, Bradley. I really don't watch funny movies. I don't have any, I, like no comedy comes to my head right now, other than Monty Python and and everybody that I know <laughs> thinks that's funny. Uh, it's a funny movie. That's the only comedy that I can. That's think the one of you right said now. you hadn't seen yet. Have you? I haven't, but you said you, you said that was funny. Like what was yeah. last week yeah. or something? It like is that. a funny movie. You need to watch it. I, like I really don't watch comedies. Like it's just was well, something that everybody likes to do, but you don't really like to do at the church. Disc golf. I, I, disc I don't golf. understand it. I think it, <laughs> I think it's the craziest thing in the, oh, in the world. Oh yeah, this is what this is the content I live for right here. <laughs> is just the straight up hate for disc golf because I'm not a disc golf guy either. Derek, yeah. you're not a disc golf guy no, either. I'm not. I but it's no a revolution idea. here. Like every time we need a fundraiser, Marcus and Kenny disc golf tournament. I don't get it. Like it does not seem. It used fun to be to basketball me. tournaments, and then that got violent, didn't it? Or <laughs> Well, they started, they, they started getting old and fat. And yeah. Like, let's they, move on to something where we don't Oh, uh, so run. we can't win no more. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think it's that. I think it's there's not as much running involved. Oh, okay. Yeah, this golf. We're getting into old people fundraisers two, now. Two fingers down. Two thumbs down. Yeah, both thumbs. Both thumbs down. down. Not 100%. Not Marcus will watch, listen to this and be like, oh, my goodness. Just click it off. I probably. don't understand. I, like, quick story. I was When I was working at ICC, I was uh, backing up leaves with the lawnmower inside the football stadium, outside of the field, but inside the stadium. And this dude throws his disc off over the fence, or whatever you call it, his little Frisbee deal, over the fence. With a disc. And, uh, <laughs> and like, it landed right in front of the lawnmower. And there's nothing I could do about it. I mean, I didn't. I'm, I didn't go out of my way to stop, but there was no way for me to stop, anyways. <laughs> and I hear it grind up in the lawnmower and, and go into the into the bagger. And he comes over and is literally about to fight me over this disc golf. And I was just like, whatever. 
I didn't buy him a new one, nothing. I just told him he shouldn't have threw it over the fence and kept on going about my day. <laughs> but anyways, yeah, disc golf. Uh, Don't get it. All right. Uh, you had $1,000 to to spend on a Saturday. What do you do? Uh, I don't know. Um, I guess take the girls out to eat, watch a movie, and then probably put the rest of it on the house payment or something. Yeah. What about if you had $10,000 and you left the podcast this morning? House payment. House payment. <laughs> I was about to say, we we would pay some stuff off. Try to. I would, yeah. specifically the house payment. All right. So let me let me tell you a story do, do real you, quick, Do, you, do yeah. you think that that's changed for you guys as you've grown older? Like, what you would do with that? Uh, yeah. Because uh, I don't yeah. see, like, 20-year-olds saying, I'm going to pay my house. Oh, I'm I would have. Up. I would have <laughs> been like, oh, student loans. <laughs> Goodbye. I didn't have student loans, so I don't. I don't know what I'd have done with it at 20. Hmm. I was married, but I didn't have a house payment. So, what, how old were you when you married? 19. How old were you? Just, what? 27? 27? Yeah. I was 18. My mom was 15. Shoo! Mama Starlin was? My That's... dad was 22 or 21. <laughs> Papa Starlin and Mama Starlin? Mom went back to the 10th grade the next Monday. Mm. That's impressive. I had to get married because my grandmother was marrying somebody who didn't like my daddy, so they were afraid that it would cause a lot yeah. of issues in trying to get married later on. Hmm. Hmm. And hmm. she finished college and everything with 4.0 and then started a job and then they had me. So. Hmm. Can I tell you a story real quick about the money? Mm-hmm. So... Today's, what, Thursday? So Tuesday morning, I come back to work, and I've got my office closed, my door closed, trying to get stuff done at work, and one of my inspectors come in there, he's like, hey, man. And he starts handing me a phone, and I'm like, he's fixing to show me a picture of something wrong on the job, and I'm fixing to get mad. But he pulls up, and he hands me, or he hands me his phone, and it's a FanDuel NBA lineup. He's like, hey, man, can you put make me a lineup? I'm like, sure. So I got my phone out, and I said, well, hang on a second. Well, how much cut do I get? He's like, I don't know, 30% or something. I said, okay, I'll do it. <laughs> and I just randomly threw in the lineup. He calls me yesterday morning. He said, hey, Ben, you got 17th out of uh, so many. He goes, I won $5. And then he's like, you won another $5 for me, another one. <laughs> and he's like, because he only put in, like, the small ones, the mm-hmm. small ones. And he's like, and now I know you're legit, so make me another lineup. I'm like, you know what? Forget that. I'm going to get my own FanDuel lineup. So I sent me a FanDuel lineup last night. Is that gambling? <sighs> Is it? I mean, you spend money on something I, I, you want to do. I, that's what I'm asking you. It, it, yeah, that's the thing. I don't know. I mean, I'm spending money are, on are something. Are you I, betting on players to do well I'm to earn you money? Yeah, I'm chancing it, yeah. Just like you would bet on numbers at a roulette table. Yeah. To I mean, be successful in earning money. Yeah. Yeah, so I guess I was gambling, guys. Mm. Gamble, mm, I gambled $5. Mm, 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 I didn't win mm, a single money. Mm, I thought mm, I put mm. in a great lineup and didn't <laughs> even win a thing. There you go. There you go. Well, see, like, you know, the FanDuel has the, the gambling agreement. I know. <laughs> so, but we do fantasy football. That's gambling. We do it for money, too. In my opinion. Yeah, but that's in the church. Oh. In, okay. in, in my opinion. in the grace zone. Gambling is what a you did. What you did is fine as long as you don't get, as long as it 
doesn't become a thing where you're wasting yeah excess amount of money doing it like if you start spending a hundred dollars a week on it you got a problem well i mean it's not like it's uh affecting my tithing or anything like that yeah, it's, it's just I'm, a hobby yeah. you know like, just for i'm being facetious but if i went 400k <laughs> last night then hey yeah, the church is gonna tithe it's gonna yeah. benefit yeah uh, which i i've got I've, I've got like stocks the same thing yeah so yeah. it's the same thing since we're just being random today yeah, let's just do it yeah yeah you know what one thing that really I'm going to use the word that Laura likes to use, irks me. I like where this is going. How do you spell irks? I-R-K. Okay. S. Irks. Okay. Irks. When, is this a rant, though? Is I'm, this a bread rant? Yeah, and I might be talking should about I, somebody I, specific here. Do I need to drop the, can I drop the drop? <laughs> no, don't oh. drop it. I may be talking about somebody specific here, but I'm not going to mention any names. If you know, you know. But these pastors that put on face that, that all they ever hit on is tie, 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 tie. <laughs> And then they're driving a brand new pickup. They're living in a brand new, expensive house. They live way mm-hmm. outside their means. And then when they go to church, all they can talk about is how you should tithe. Mm-hmm. That bothers me. Like, makes me angry. Man, um, when when I we were young, we were talking about early. You know, when we were younger and married. Uh, There's a while I I sold uh, cars. I, was, I worked at the Toyota place in Tupelo. And and there was this uh, pastor who come in, and like he wouldn't even deal with me. Like I walked up, was like, "Hey, sir, you know how can I help you?" He just walked past me, and I didn't know he was a pastor or anything like that. He wanted to talk to this other guy, you know, that's been there that he's dealt with before. And but I'm listening, and uh, this pastor's he he he's uh, he's talking to this other salesman, and and I'm asking about him because they knew they knew who he was. You know, Lexus is the like the expensive brand of Toyota. Yeah. So he's come in there to order two Lexus, two of them. And and they're talking to him, and I overhear him. He's like, I don't drive no Toyota. He's like, I only drive the Lexus. And, like, man, he, he was just – his wife was all decked out. And, man, it just – it soured me bad. <laughs> Bradley, I don't want to cause any controversy, but – do you see that new sweet Toyota car out there this morning? <laughs> Derek's. <laughs> yeah. Well, what is that, a Corolla? It is a Camry. Oh. It's a 2006. Oh, <laughs> what? An 06? It is. It's got 215,000 miles. I'm at the point, I'm at the age where I'll brag about how many miles it's got on it. <laughs> you got to have, you got to have a lot of miles on it. And what's funny about it is I think the car has sat for a while and in the sun, so those back speakers are dry rotted like crazy because oh, the, no. the grill has been torn out. It's just holes. Yeah. So when it plays, it's so funny sounding. <laughs> it, there's no bass. It's just a rattle. Uh, just a rattle because <laughs> they're dry rotted. Speaking of speakers, I thought about this while we were here because I didn't know what the topic was this morning. <laughs> okay, what do you get? What do y'all listen to on the way here? Being a pro- I know you probably don't listen to anything because you don't, have, five time. Minutes you don't have time to listen to anything. I just listen to my thoughts. There, what do you listen to on the way here? Um, this morning, um, it was on AFR, but there's the, the, the guy, it's, it's like a talk show, but he's not talking to anybody. He's just telling, and they were talking about the Pilgrim's Progress. So they were actually reading a children's version of Pilgrim's Progress and it sounded really good. Cool. Yeah. All right. Mine is not spiritual. (laughs) (laughs) On the way here, I listened to, uh, Bad Company by Five Finger Death Punch. And then oh, listen to Sandman by Metallica because that's what came on my playlist. 
Oh wow! And took those two songs to get me here. Well, no, I, there's no judgment over here. Uh, that would be one of my interests is classic, classic rock, which I don't know if Five Finger Death Punch is classic. It's definitely not no, classic. Not okay. classic. No. But I, I could talk. I it's like not, it's not classic. Early two thousands, but not classic. Yeah, not classic. Well, I'm talking about sixties and seventies classic rock, where they, not the eighties junk, where they all they're not really singing about anything, and especially not the crap today, where they don't sing about anything at all. Every oh, song is the same. So not classic. But like the where the songs had some meaning to them and some depth. Um, I like that. Big Metallica fan. Oh, I, I wouldn't say big, but oh, back I like in the day. To Man, yeah, that's what we used to do. Tuesday's Gone. I like their version of Tuesday's Gone. Yeah. Mm. This has been a random mm-hmm. opener for mm-hmm. the podcast here. Mm-hmm. All right, so Derek, answer your own questions real quick, and then we'll move uh, on. The conversation one, uh, motorcycles, definitely motorcycles. But that's just recently, though. Mm, yeah, well, well, so? I didn't give a time limit. Oh, okay. I mean, I said my job, and that's kind of recent. Oh, you did say your job? I've only been working a year. I don't remember you saying all three things, did you? Yeah. Really? I see. You said working out and then... Dog training and my job. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Okay, okay, okay. So, so don't, basically don't... I said working out, my job, and my job. <laughs> yeah. Basically. Right. But yeah. anyways, go ahead, Derek. My job. So, so y'all don't want to talk motorcycles? I don't know anything about <laughs> motorcycles. <laughs> I mean, I don't, mind. I don't mind. I would like to have one one day. But. Yeah. Well, let me tell you, you're going to run into the same problem I do. Being tall enough to ride it. Wow. Yeah. We went to Lars' dad Sunday after church. He's got a new motorcycle. He got it for his birthday. It's it's not a new motorcycle, but it's new to him. Mm -hmm. And it's like a, it's definitely an old man motorcycle, which he's, I don't know how old he is, but he's like the same age as my grandmother and grandfather. So, uh, but anyways, it's like a, it's not a gold wing, but it's kind of to that effect. It's like, Bigger than a gold wing, but hmm, bigger than a gold wing, yeah. It's, it's like really long, really long motorcycle. Justin had a gold wing from our church, and he's like, Ride it right to the end of the road. And I said, I was like, I can, I have to lean to one side for my big yeah. toe to touch on one side, it can't touch on the other. <laughs> he's like, I'll just go. So me and Caleb got on it. I rode the end of his road and wrecked it. Like, I went to turn, and I'm like. Like dog pedaling on one side and catching nothing but air, <laughs> and it just goes, it just falls. <laughs> He's trying to get it to come back over. And that thing, that thing weighs. Oh, my, I'd be afraid to say how much that thing yeah, weighs. This, like fifteen hundred pounds. Hurt. I bet it hurt. Land. And me and Caleb's like, well, I mean, we had to herniate ourselves to get it up. Yeah, this this bike looks heavy. Herniate. It's got like the back seat. It's a verb. Has armrest and all herniate. kinds of stuff. Herniate. Hmm. Herniated. Like it's nice. It I is mean, a verb. That's yeah. what I got. My, it's it's probably, a hernia. Have you seen mine? <laughs> Which I've got. Uh-huh. I've got two right now. I've got the soft tail, which is the classic Harley, and I'm, my, I'm, I have to sell one of them. <laughs> and I've got the Ultra Limited that's got the back seat, the radio, and all that stuff. It's nice. So, so that motorcycles, uh, cosmology. I like cosmology. I can talk a lot about it. Um, Cosmetology? No. <laughs> 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 I have opinions about that stuff. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I like cosmology, and I guess I'll go with classic rock. I like it. You like classic rock? Mm-hmm. I like Bob Dylan. Okay. Um, stuff like that. Neil, All right. Neil Young. All right, Derek. Mm-hmm. Bradley. Mm-hmm. Yes. I challenge y'all to a spelling bee right now. Oh, I'm gonna lose. Oh Dude. yeah, we're going. We're starting grade six. It's a good thing we all grade three six. went to Mantachi and didn't grade learn six. how to spell. Let's see. 
Let's see if I can find the word here. Well, where's it at? Maybe I ain't going to challenge you to a spelling, spelling test. Well, as you do, don't, don't use the word ant. Ain't. I don't know what kind of bike ain't. it is. Here it is. That looks like a gold wing. It may be. I don't know. Yeah, that's a gold wing. It's huge. Yeah, they're massive. Got more trunk space than my camera does. Hmm. I thought I was on here, but I cannot find it. It's a, oh, I could give you a math a math. <laughs> no, I'm out on that. You out on math test? Okay. Again, I reinsert the fact that we went to Mantachi. Okay. All right, Derek. Your first word is antiseptic. Okay, the prefix A N T I, and then the root S E P T I C. You got it right. All right. <laughs> Where's this going? I don't All right, Bradley. Your word is kittens. Is what kittens? K I T T E N S. Let's see if that's right. It's making me want to spell it for some reason. I believe that is right. I typed in antiseptic on my phone. That's the only reason why I knew how to spell it. Okay. Why? Why am I having a? Why am I having a hard time getting these to work? This 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 thing stinks. This thing stinks. I got one for you, Ben. All right, go. Super lapsarianism. Ooh, I'm out. Supra. 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 <laughs> All right. S U P R. A L A P S A R I E N I S M. I have no idea. I, just I googled it. it. I couldn't. I couldn't figure it out. Infralapsarianism. You could probably spell it, couldn't you, Derek? Mm-hmm. I know you could. You stuck that stuff. I was teaching one night at a church that I was helping with one time, and this dude was—I don't know if he was trying to make me mad or what—but he asked me. Uh, what my thoughts were about superlapsarianism, mm. and I had no idea what it was. Never yeah. even heard the word before, and I was like, I don't know. And he just kept asking me, and I eventually got pretty rude with him. Yeah. But yeah. Anyways. Yeah, I would challenge y'all to a spelling bee, but these uh, it's been the most random. It is. It's very I've ever seen in my yeah, life. Yeah, it's been the most random one ever. Okay. Well, if we don't have anything else to talk about. Derek, do you have anything else to talk about? Mm-mm. Okay. Well, we'll uh, sorry for the randomness this morning, but uh, Derek, I do think it was necessary for them to know a little bit more about us. So, is there anything else about them or about you that you want them to know? No. He has a <laughs> wide collection of flannels, I think. Or either he wears the same flannel all the time. Are you a lumberjack? I've got like seven of them. Because he's, he's always got a flannel on here lately. Are you a part-time lumberjack? No. Have you ever chopped a tree down? Yes. How did it go? Well, I guess, okay. It didn't, <laughs> I didn't lose any limbs. Or well, I mean, you, you weren't one of those people None of that, the limbs broke off? Do what? None of the limbs broke off? I don't know. <laughs> so you were, Mine didn't. What did you use? Did you use a chainsaw and axe? Uh, when, I was, when I was a boy, 
you know, they'd send, there's this little magazine thing that you had to do, you do mail orders and you could order stuff really cheap out of. So I ordered a machete for like $4 mm-hmm. and the machete come in and I would go play in the woods for hours. Just chopping stuff. Yeah. Destroying everything. Was that your stomach? <laughs> it was. <laughs> what in the world was that? It's just sit growling because it's hungry. Oh, okay. Sorry. <clears throat> My bad, guys. Yeah, that thing sounded angry. Haven't eaten breakfast yet. Yeah. So, the first time I was ever introduced to Calvinism. Okay. Ever. All right. You remember Cameron Oswalt? Oh, God. Smith? Yeah, Smith. <laughs> <laughs> so, when it wasn't his football. His name's Cameron Oswalt, but his, uh, yeah, his name is Smith. Tell, in the, high, tell the context in, of Smith. When we were in junior high, uh, <laughs> he had a, he like hit a growth spurt. Like and I, he was a grade ahead of me, I think, and then he failed, and he was in my grade for the rest of the time. I don't remember what grade he got in our grade, but he had an Emmett Smith jersey, and it fit him the year before, and the next year it didn't, and it was really really tight. So he wore it a lot, so we started calling him Smith. But anyways, so that's the first time he introduced me to Calvinism because they're where they go to oh, church yeah. is very anti. That's where I, that's where I was going at one time, and uh, yeah. so. But anyways, that's just a. Lakeland. Uh, we would go to his house like every day. Me, me, his cousin, who was my best friend, Stephen. Stephen yeah. And after football uh, practice or whatever we had that day. And we would randomly go into the woods behind his house with three axes and chop down trees. Huh. I don't know why. <laughs> I, was talk- I was talking to somebody else about this yesterday. It's, why? Why do... Why is it like young boys seem to do random <laughs> work like that? Like that's work. Well, Derek, you got three young boys. Did they do random work like that? Yeah. Oh, they love to go. Uh, we got a little fire pit in the back. Yeah. And I was like, guys, we need some firewood. And they're like, yes. And they're like <laughs> all sprinting with an axe in their hand to the woods. Because it thinks they're. It, I guess is it like a psychological thing where you think you're a, more of a man when you do that? that? Well, being a grown man now. I would never. Are you a grown man yet? Chop down a tree. I mean, the mustache is. This mustache indicates <laughs> I am. I'm just saying. Uh, but uh, no, I would never chop down a tree with an axe now. Like I'm definitely going to use a chainsaw. But I don't know. I just that. He said machete, and if I put a two by four right across right here, could you chop it in half with my hand? Yeah. I, I don't know. Could you do it? So. The, so what about elbow in order, could you elbow strike it? In order to break the board. Okay. It has to be braced on both <laughs> you ends. You look like you're about to tell me something scientific about it. You're like, in order to break the it needs board. To be, it needs to be braced on both ends. That's the only way. I mean, and it would take a pretty good bit of force to break a two before, I think. I think you could do it. I'm not trying it. Power of the stash. I'm not trying it. What about you, Derek? You could break it, couldn't you? My ego is All intact right. without breaking a two before. I'm just saying. You're like, if I don't break it, then my ego goes away. No, I, mean, oh. I I wouldn't. I mean, I'm okay with where I stand as cinder blocks. Stomachs. Cinder blocks. Again. Put some cinder blocks. You elbow strike, break one of them. I don't know. You couldn't do that's it. A, that seems like a, that's a very stupid thing to do. Well, I mean, you like, can do it. It's the test of strength, man. But at 29 years old. <laughs> what what good would come of me breaking my elbow on a center block? I mean, just say you could do it. I mean, I shattered my elbow, then I'm paying a hospital bill. 
And then well, then you can that $10,000. You can use that $10,000 easy. I doubt it. Uh, it's probably going <laughs> it to make it cost, up pretty quick. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. I believe you, I believe you could do it. My, if you mind, to. my mind is blown at how random <laughs> we have been this morning. Oh, uh, okay. All right, well, let's get some coffee and we'll talk about the main topic, okay? There goes my stomach again. Let's go get you something to eat. I, I heard it that time. Yeah, it sounds, it sounds angry. Well, it is my stomach. Yeah, it's true. Yeah, okay. All right, we are going to grab some coffee and we will be right back. got some coffee we are back with the main topic the main topic is how to be gentle with those who disagree with you when it comes to the theology Derek brought this up in our uh in our little group message that me him and Bradley have together where we're you know discuss ideas and topics and memes by the way Bradley any of those memes you thought were funny yeah there was one for sure which one which one was funniest? This was table it the? Uh, is really loud. Huh? This table was really loud. Is it the pumpkin spice one? No, it was the Dwight one. It's the one I found the most funny. The the Dwight meme. Read it. Read it real quick. <laughs> read it. Read it. Uh, images of circumcision are always clip art. And it has Dwight, and then it says it's true. What is up with everybody's <laughs> stomachs this morning, guys? That was mine again. No, that was Derek's. Was Derek's no, I didn't feel it. Oh, oh. <laughs> it's my stomach. It. I was worried it was, but I didn't. Yeah, I didn't okay. Feel it, so I didn't. Just I, like I, to make note. I was it, trying to play it off. Like it you're never. Feet. It does it every every morning, and it never pops up on the podcast. So you don't. But we're like mention it. We're mentioning it. Yeah, but just to mention it. But like Derek's face, like the fear that went across his face, because I think at one point you thought it was you, <laughs> you that. <laughs> It was your stomach. You get my age, you don't know anymore. Yeah. Who, yeah. Who's responsible? So just like people who have loud stomachs in the morning, you have to handle, handle them with gentleness, yeah. right? <laughs> Even though their their stomachs don't agree with everything, like Bradley's this morning, you have to handle people with gentleness. Yeah. Well, that's – and most of our listeners – Probably gonna have phone. It's raining outside. Matt Lavon's chiming in <laughs> this morning. Most of our listeners are going to come from a uh, probably a reform perspective, and if not, we welcome uh, anyone else as well. Uh, but when you become, um, you know, aware of uh, true biblical doctrine and things like that, you know, that's going to incite a lot of passion uh, within you um, and a passion to share that, uh, and also there comes a a passion to correct false. You know, unbiblical ideas. I think we've all gone through that. And sometimes we might lose sight of, um, you know, our our calling to show kindness towards those whom, whom we disagree with. Uh, those disagreements are going to come. I mean, you can't, you can't state biblical doctrine uh, without, without coming to disagreement, you know. Mm-hmm. I think 
uh, and, and this comes from, you know, from failures in my own life. I, I think we need to learn how to uh, be charitable. And, and, the, and when I say charitable, I don't mean to give in, you know, to give ground, nothing like that. But we have to learn to show kindness uh, in that. Um, and, and, and I think that's something that Scripture calls us to, and I think it's something we haven't thought about uh, very much. I remember um, actually sitting right here where we're sitting now, um, and this was before I was reformed, um, and I was uh, a, the pastor of this church and very anti-Calvinist, and uh, some buddies of mine that I had been playing softball with, so this is obviously back in, in the day, um, you know, they said, hey, there's this guy, he believes this Calvinist stuff, well, we want you to come sit. We want to bring him up there, and you set him straight. And I'm like, oh, man, yeah, I'll set him straight. <laughs> so we're in here, and there's like a – it's me and this guy, and there's like an audience. You know, oh, there's no. like there's like three or four people there, and me and him. I mean, we're going at it, and he starts yelling, and so I get I'm not quite to where he was, but I'm getting angry and I'm getting loud, and 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 looking back, man, it was just a the whole thing was an awful interaction. Yeah. Um. And you know, and you know, he, uh, I ended up shaking him up pretty good, but that's his fault because he didn't know what he believed very well. You know, he was. Even today, this guy is still like a – he's not really – he's a Calvinist, but he's not Reformed. So he's like – he believes in uh, a Calvinistic soteriology, but he's dispensational. It's just amazing. And he, he can't be a part of a church or anything because he's – He sounds the, like uh, Leighton Flowers. No, uh, he ain't know. that bad. But, uh, he ain't that bad. Well, yeah. I mean, he's kind I'm of – sorry, was that not kind, what I just said? <laughs> yeah. yeah I, I know what you're saying. Like, uh, can you explain the phases – of Calvinism, like the well, K, yeah. you got the got the you got the very extreme. Well, the what the terminology cage, that yeah. everybody knows is the cage stage, and uh, of course that's depicted in a lot of ways as just uh, jumping on everybody, attacking everybody, and that's not necessarily it. Uh, you're just really, you know, there's something about, uh, you know, when you come to see something that is so clearly taught in Scripture, and it's very clear in Scripture, um, and it's undeniable, and so and and. I would say in almost every chapter of the New Testament um, that there's there's one way or another that you can see a reformed uh, doctrine really um, you know there and present if you, if you um, are familiar with the terminologies and things like that well you know when you come to see that it's almost like man you know this this has been hidden from you know people and everybody's been lied to and there's this great passion that goes along with hey I want everybody to understand. Mm-hmm. But sometimes that doesn't come across, you know, the right way. So it's almost like this this person is so excited that he understands yeah. that when he goes to discuss with somebody else that mm-hmm. maybe you come off a little too strong, yeah. I guess, in that aspect. And, and, is that kind of... And, and you have to understand that it's in that moment, like in that cage stage... Uh, you're not really prepared. No, your emotions have taken uh, too much. Yeah. Now you the... you could probably let's just say you read your Bible a lot over the the last year, and then you start to see this. Well, you still are not really prepared, mm-hmm. you know, to to handle everything that comes your way. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's a lot you've not worked out yet, and you're really passionate about it. Mm-hmm. Uh, so you, you're gonna come off abrasive, um, mm-hmm. and so you know that I think that brings up. The, ne- the you know the next part of it, and you're like, well, what does it matter? You know, if God is sovereign over all, what does it matter? Well, it does matter. It matters a great deal. Um, you know, we last night in our in our conversation at church, we talked about divine providence, and we talked about 
you know, first cause and second causes uh, out of chapter 5 of, of the 1689. And, you know, God uses a, he uses means to do what he does. So he will use, uh, he's going to use uh, Romans 10, you know. He's going to use proclaimers of the gospel. He's going to use people as means. He don't, he, he, and that's what he does. So he's going to use us in the lives of people uh, to where he sovereignly brings them to salvation. And I think understanding that, that we will be that second cause, uh, we will be the embodiment of it, um, you know, that, that has important ramifications for us. Um, and I'm thinking, and I think Bradley had something. Was you going to look in, in uh, First Peter a while ago? I thought I saw you there. Yeah, I was just going to do the be prepared to give a defense. Yeah, yeah. Well, I, 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 I saw that, so I said, I, I'm going to look at Proverbs 15. And verse 1, uh, where it says, A gentle answer turns away wrath, but a harsh word stirs up anger. And I think that's uh, something out of the Word of God that we need to think about. You know, when we're, we're talking with someone that disagrees with us, uh, that this, this harsh word, uh, you know, this difficult, this abrasive word, you know, it's going to do nothing but, as it says, uh, stir up anger. You know, and, is that, and that's not really what we want. I think sometimes that's what people do want. You know, they want the drama, they want all this stuff. But, you know, that um, we, us, whether it uh, has to do with Reformed doctrine or anything else, you know, our passion has to be for that individual to, to want to know, you know, Christ better. We want, to, want them to walk in the light of the truth more. It's not for us to look good, and, that, and that's a particular trap that we have to avoid. And, and so if it's not about us uh, looking good and winning an argument, us saying that our, our view is superior or anything like that, but if it's about them walking more in the truth, um, then the way we get there is, is, is this, this gentle answer, uh, you know, this, uh, offering this kindness towards those we disagree with. I think and that's so it's valuable. I know. <clears throat> Normally, when you are discussing with somebody else your view, it kind of turns into a debate in a sense. Yeah, mm-hmm. and which which is fine, which is good. Yeah, which you is know, fine. which um, in Acts, you know, we see that Paul is called to apologetics. That we are all to be uh, to be called into apologetics to, to state our defense. Mm-hmm. Um, and I know Bradley that one time that was what you really studied was apologetics. Uh, yeah. Yeah, and, I like apologetics. Uh, which again, we 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 always state that uh, everybody is called, every Christian is called to be a uh, a person that's into apologetics. Yeah, right. I mean, you apologist—that's the word I was looking for. Everybody's apologist. Be prepared to give your defense, and that's what uh, from First Peter three fifteen. Uh, it kind of lays this whole thing out. But in your hearts, honor Christ to the Lord. As holy, always being prepared to make a defense to anyone who asks you for reason for the hope that is in you, yet do it with gentleness and respect. Uh, mm. So, yeah, that's the whole thing, and that's something I struggled with for a while because I'm an argumentative type person, I guess, and I have anger issues, and I know that I have anger issues. So uh, it's pretty easy for me to get irritated and have like a patience with people, so it's something that I have to... Yeah, work on, and it's realized, and I've realized over time that kind of just to again just to be really transparent with my thoughts here that 
um, if I'm talking to someone who agrees that the only way to salvation is by faith in Christ, then I'll tend to take a more broad approach in how I approach them to the rest of the doctrine because they believe in the foundation that 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 you have to basically the Lord. They believe in the lordship of Christ that He's the only way to salvation. That you give your life over to Him. That you surrender everything to Him and and you follow Him. So if if I can find common ground there, I will generally generally can't talk this morning that's twice i've messed the word up but i will generally generally i did it again that's, that's that word. anyways what is, what is wrong with that word i will take a more broad approach and a longer term approach in how i approach them to the rest of my doctrinal beliefs uh things like that yeah i know uh we were talking about cage stage were you a cage uh, stage yeah yeah, I, I think everybody does. I think everybody does at some point. You want people to believe these truths because they've impacted your life so much. They help you understand the gospel so greatly, and you want people to agree with them and to agree with you. And a lot of times that can come out in anger, or yeah. uh, and it can sound hateful, whatever, whatever, however you want to spin it. Uh, because there are people out there who think that. Because you believe in Reformed theology, you are hateful. Uh, because you believe people were, some people were destined to be saved, and some people were destined to go to hell. I mean, yeah, it, it sounds sounds has bad. That, has that stigma <laughs> yeah. about it already, uh, it, which comes from a lack of understanding. And a lot of that, uh, why does it have that stigma? It's because, as we said a while ago, there's a lot of people that are in that cage stage that really don't, they only understand certain principles mm -hmm. and they don't understand it with very much depth and they, they try to force it um, without explaining it, uh, if that makes makes sense. And and, and so, you know, it, I think this is something that, that we need to, we all need to understand, you know, that and we live in a world, and here's another aspect of it, we live, we live in a world where you can't disagree, people, you can't disagree. Like you, I've been, you know, I've had people tell me, well, I don't know if I agree with that. Uh, and I'm, you know, I'm like, okay. And, but they, it's almost like they expected me to get angry mm -hmm. because of that, because of the world we live in where everything's personal. Like you can't disagree with someone, like you disagree with them, you've attacked their, their, their personhood, you know, and that's, sadly, that's how it is. Yeah. Um, I found that, that the worst people to, for that, what you just said is um, Church of Christ people. Like, yeah. Not, I mean, I'm calling them out, but uh, not to pick on them, but that's been my experience is if you disagree with the people who believe Church of Christ doctrine, you're automatically, well, if you're not Church of Christ, they think you're going to hell anyways. But, mm -hmm. uh, you know, uh, I've had my worst experiences debating and also my best experiences debating with people, and they've been Church of Christ. Mm. Uh, chapter 3 of the 1689 God's Decree, paragraph 7. The doctrine of the high mystery of predestination is to be handled with special prudence and care. Mm -hmm. So, and I could read the rest of it, but it really doesn't apply to that aspect of it. But why is it like, like you mentioned our society, for instance, on how we cannot disagree about certain things? And why is you know why is that? Do you think is it is it you know because I remember back mm -mm. when I was growing up, 
you know, that really wasn't the case. Yeah. But it's it's really flip-flopped pretty quick. Well, there's several factors, in my opinion. One is just a, a, a overall immaturity. that People don't really grow up anymore. And they can't handle that. Uh, secondly, it, it has to do with our society. Because we're, um, you know, w- the movements in our society is designed to, to result in factions. Mm-hmm. Um, we see that so much. A couple years ago, um, you know, the... Uh, and I say I'll, I'll say liberals. Um, this is what they're doing. They wanted to separate everybody into black and white. Now they want to separate everybody into uh, vaccinated and unvaccinated. That's the point. That's the point. That's what they they've, they've got to uh, to divide. But the result is is that we live in a in a world where everybody's you're, you you've got to be on one side or the other, and you've got to hate the person on the other side. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. So, and that so that principle that's operating in our society, we don't even understand how that's affecting our thinking, but it is. It influences yeah. the, the so, Christian. So, in other words, uh, like say you, we've got a a, a a a a person in our church that's in high school, a young a young adult, and they're a Christian, and uh, say they go to school, and you know this subject comes up. Um, they can't just say, well, this is how I see it. And I'm like, oh, and, you know, and everybody's like, well, oh, well, you know, we don't really see it that way. No, no, no. The, the second someone says that we say they say in their uh, FCA class, whatever that is, mm-hmm. um, they say, well, we're, we believe in that God is sovereign over our salvation. Then immediately that class is fractured. Mm-hmm. Into into two different sides, mm-hmm. and you can't like the person on the other side. I mean, that's just how our brains are working right now. Mm. And um, you know, it's just understanding that and, and knowing that's happening gives us wisdom to, uh, you know, to to offer kindness and, and to instruct with gentleness and things like that. And you know, and we have to demonstrate that no, you don't have to hate the. <laughs> Hate them, which which that's what we're desi- we're right. we're programmed to do right now. And I don't know if people have thought much about well, that, but that is exactly what we're programmed to do. I think a lot right of, now. A lot of things comes back to like there is no identity in individuals anymore. Like mm-hmm. you, like you said, you have to be part of a group. Like yes, e- exactly. Yes, Reform exactly. theology is a part of my identity. Mm-hmm. It's because it's it's what I believe. It affects every aspect of my life. What I believe about God, not. Just necessarily not to just say reform theology, but uh, Paul Washer said that uh, whatever the, the most important thing about your life is what you believe about God, and and the reason why I say my identity is in that is because that it flows into every aspect of my life. So w- when you look at these people who can't pin down their identity, they're looking for identity in groups or in yeah. in certain. You just look at like how big of an impact actors have in our society now. Yeah. It's because they want to find their identity. These people want to find their identity in what what they do. They they are they're their role models to say. So they look for identity in different sources and and not in you know yeah. what they are, who they are. And uh, but, same goes with athletes. I know. I, I had a conversation with somebody at work the other day. I could care less what their views are. I just want to watch them play sports a lot of times. Yeah. yeah. But in today's society, that's not the case. If you're not well, yeah, liberal. Yeah. Well, that goes back to, you know, Bradley walks in, you know, 
that's what that's how people are think people think right now, and that's we have to understand the origin of this. Nobody looks at Bradley. What'd you say your interests were? Like uh, training dogs, working job, out, and working job. out, martial arts you in know, his garage. No, nobody says, "Oh, that's that dude that works out and trains dogs and and does this job." Right now, they think there's this white dude with a mustache. Oh, he's white supremacist, probably. Is what some probably. crazy, yeah. Is he vaccinated or is he unvaccinated? Yeah, yeah. You know, and, and that, that, that's how they're looking at you, whether you want them to or not. And yeah. like, that reminds and, me. And of, so, and if you come down, if you're in the wrong camp, you're part of the wrong tribe, they don't like you. Yeah, yeah. for instance, like, and, what's going on yeah. with the Rittenhouse case right now? Like, the media, <laughs> the media has tried to paint him as a white supremacist when mm-hmm. it was white-on-white violence. See, they don't okay. make any, you know, like, like you said, they will either want you as a... Somebody that hates black people, or you know, yeah. like there's groups. Yeah. I hate to comment on this because we're gonna it's going to pull us in a different direction. But I saw yesterday a TikTok by and I a black lady. I I guess is the only way to say that. I don't know I, mm-hmm. because there's so many things that offend people now. Mm-hmm. Uh, but she was commenting on the fact that uh, there are cities that are ordering. Uh, employers to give their black employees the day off after the verdict because it's going to affect them mentally and emotionally and physically. And she said, I don't understand this because it's not, it wasn't white on black violence. It was white on white violence and the people were criminals. So I don't understand why anybody would need a day off after this. But anyways... Yeah, we won't we won't spend crazy. too much time I, on that. Yeah, but I, my point was is just the grouping aspect of it. Where yeah. and even the media is trying to spin it to make you into a certain group, like you yeah, mentioned. Yeah. And see, that's what uh, we went to Lars' dad's Sunday, and we were talking about this pretty much kind of the same topic. But the media is what has done this to us. It's we live in a time and a day, and we have for both all three of our lives have lived in a day when there are multiple multiple media sources and the trick is to be a successful media source is to get the information out there as fast as you can so in doing that the information that you get may not be full it may not be it, it, it may really, really yeah is. it could be just a part of the story and you're trying to get you you make up things to put in there so that you can get the story out there quickest because whoever gets the story out there quickest is who's getting the publicity so you think about going back to when there was just a radio. You're you're looking at a time where the media source was pretty thin and the information out there was going to be more solid because they would spend more time on it. And the the information they got out there had to be had to be truthful. Yeah, it was not acceptable. Yeah. Because because it'd be easily proven differently. Yeah. And that's a, and that's something but you you think about like what you said you know, we we sit here and we like we know this is happening, and and when we're like uh, we have the we we know we we have the wisdom to know that this is what they're what's happening, but yet it still is changing the way we think. Mm-hmm. All right, let me give you an example, and I'll be transparent here. Uh, I could be uh, like walking through Walmart. I've never I've never worn a mask. I never have. I've got kicked out of uh, one place, um, but I just and I wasn't ugly about it. And I was like, I'll just go on. I ain't, I ain't wearing it. It's stupid. Mm-hmm. Well, I don't know if I should. Have said. But but here's what happened. So during that time, subconsciously, you have the maskers and the non-maskers. 
And I would see people wearing their mask, and all, and I made all sorts of assumptions. They're probably liberal. You know, and, you know, like my mind automatically, you know, put them over there as against me. And I, and I say all that to number, say number one, that has an effect upon us. But we have to, especially in when we talk theology, you know, we, when, we, uh, when we deal with people that we disagree with, we have to understand that principle is at work, not only in us, but it's, it's really at, probably at work in them as well, especially when their anger arises. Right. Mm. Uh, because it's, it's not just about the disagreement. There's more than that. There's, you know, we're, we have been conditioned through, our, through, through media uh, because media is nothing but a, a conduit of socialism. That's all it is. And a program to, you know, take disagreement personally. Mm-hmm. So much so that really it's like this we talked about. The, the nonsense with uh, that happens when this this case and the people getting off work, it, it comes down to it doesn't matter what the substance is. Yeah, this is just it's all personal. Yep. Yeah, yeah, it, it, and it's just uh, no. the more we understand that, the better off we'll be. Yeah. The better we'll be able to communicate. And in saying that, we have to understand, especially when maybe witnessing to someone, mm-hmm. the stigma that the media puts on. Christianity, I mean, the mainstream media shows Christians as, as the what's that church in Alabama that I was thinking Tennessee, right? Oh, uh, the Westboro, Westboro, Westboro. that's in Tennessee, so, Arkansas. Isn't it Arkansas. Is it Arkansas? I don't know. Maybe it is Arkansas. I think it's Arkansas. somewhere. Anyways, they they we're stigmatized as people who are intolerant and and belligerent and maybe bigots or whatever you want to say, and mm. now. With critical race theory being popular, Kansas, we were way off. Anyways, <laughs> with critical race theory being, <laughs> I was way off. Being uh, popular, we get viewed as racist because we read people like Jonathan, especially reform guys, because we read people like Jonathan Edwards and mm-hmm. and all of the, some a lot of these uh, American reformers who own slaves, and we're stigmatized as racist because we believe the same doctrines that they believe. Mm-hmm. And uh, and because we believe the same doctrines that they believe, we're guilty. Yeah, of, it doesn't of matter the what same you, sins that they were guilty. Yeah, of. nobody cares what you actually believe. Right, but you they, and they see, in, in a general way they've put you over with this count, mm-hmm. and, they, and and they can't like you. And that's the problem with uh, with gentleness uh, now is we go into a into a situation where there's no the gentleness won't be reciprocated. I guess is is that the word for it. Uh, it won't be given back to you. They're gonna be rude, mm-hmm. uh, and whatever you want, whatever else you want to say. A lot of times, you think a lot of times the gentleness comes down to: Are you actually trying to help people understand it, or are you trying to be right? Yeah, it has a lot to do with your goal. That's exactly right. Uh, what you're really trying to accomplish. And as I say that, there's there's a good example uh, I saw the other day. Uh, I think someone sent it to me. Vody Bauckham really does a good job at this. I like Vody Balkum, and uh, uh, if you don't know who that is, you, you need to. He was on the news, uh, like a talk show, um, and the guy that was interviewing him was so rude, so uh, so uh, he was such a liberal guy. And I, I mean, I was listening to it because somebody if somebody sends me something, I'm usually going to listen to it because they probably want an opinion or something on it. And I was listening, and I was just fuming this guy because he was such a jerk. I mean, he just was. He would ask a, 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 a question, a setup question, that made like stupid assertions, and then he would barely let Vody Bauckham answer. 
And, and just in watching that, you see the embodiment of what we're talking about. Because all through it, Vody um, Bauckham, he gave the, the, the guy undeserved respect. You know, I'm not saying respect to where you just lay down, not like that. Um, but he tried to answer. He asserted himself when he needed to. Uh, you know, but he never did come across as a, as a, as a jerk. He always – he offered the, the, that kindness. And at the end of it, the guy was like, okay, you know. Uh, so that's a good example. Uh, probably any – I can't remember specifics, but about any any time uh, Vody Bauckham has been there, he's demonstrated this, I think. Yeah, and, and, and one it, thing I like oh, – go ahead, Ben. Sorry. Well, I was about to say, every time you have this conversation with Reformed Theology, don't ever think they're not going to feel attacked because they are. I mean, that's just the society we lived in live in today as well like i remember having conversations about predestination and all of a sudden that word is really offensive mm-hmm. towards some people in their mindset so even though even though you're trying to be gentle they've already got this mindset of oh, i'm being attacked yeah they're here for some reason they're you know. hearing things that you're not saying right exactly so <laughs> there's this assumption that's in their mind like you were trying to go on you were kind of going through in today's society and how their mm-hmm. psychology is but like when you bring that word up Especially that word. I don't know why it's that word, but they automatically feel attacked. Yeah, sometimes it's not about the word. No, like it's you, the, you could you could do you could have someone and they can just sit there and say, okay, yeah, yeah, okay, and then leave from talking to you, Ben, and go right over to 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 their friend and say, Ben thinks I'm not a Christian. Exactly, and that's not <laughs> and that's never you know. Yeah, yeah. But I remember when, for instance, when you were introducing Reformed theology to our church. Mm-hmm. And I remember we had a certain few people that were going to the church, and they agreed with everything you said mm-hmm. until you brought up the word Calvinist or predestination. Now, hang, on, hang on a second. Like mm-hmm. Their mindset changed from agreeing to everything that you yeah. were just uh, bringing up. Yeah. Like, oh, yeah, that, that makes sense. That's in the Bible. Yeah, that's... That's right. Yeah, until, I had been talking about it, just not using that. And then, and then word. you're like, well, you know. And then you use a biblical word, and, and then they freak out. What? what you know? And then they they automatically think you're attacking them, and they're going to get defensive a lot of times, even though mm-hmm. you're trying to be gentle. But try to maintain that gentleness, because I know that one time that was really hard. It's like, oh, well, you just don't believe the Bible. That was one thing that, <laughs> you know, sometimes I would do. It's like, well, if you just don't believe in scripture, what, what's the point? You know, I just mm-hmm. get a little irritated and. And, and I realize some some conversations do make you irritated. Like, yeah. just yeah. realize that. And, like, I know you mentioned about your anger sometimes. Mine is, like, I'm not, if this conversation ain't going nowhere, sometimes I just want to bail. Mm. And, you know, there's just a lot of things you got to keep in mind trying to be gentle with those who don't agree with your view. Yeah. Or, in our case, we believe it's the biblical view. So, anyway, I just wanted to bring that up. I thought that. For some reason, I don't know why those words really, man, and it just makes people mad. One thing I want to point out is we're saying be gentle in, in your approach and, and not to, you know, but I think a lot of times, especially in our society, the it, when we say this, people automatically think that, it, you know, if, if the conversation starts going that way, back away from it, you know. Yeah. But – we're still to be firm. We're called to stand firm on on what we believe. I mean that uh, we have no. You should have no back down from this. Is is what I'm trying to say. Mm-hmm. Uh, and and that may that may be a downfall of of my personality. But I'm not gonna sit there and and back down from somebody if 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 it starts getting escalated. 
I may not get as escalated as they do, but I'm not going to back down from what I believe. I'm yeah. not going to stand stand down on my doctrine just because somebody pushes back. Well, that's a, the the Proverbs 15.1, the soft answer turns away wrath. That's still an answer. Yeah. You're still answer. It's just the manner in which you do yeah. answer. Yeah. So just don't hear us in saying that, you know, be be so gentle and don't cater to their their yeah, feelings that you fall mm-hmm. into that their you, trap that you lose your that you're losing your point or or you're actually trying to yeah yeah you know. and I'll say this and it's one of my favorite quotes and it's not from a, a Christian or anything but uh, it goes right it can go right into uh, it can plug right into what we're talking about but it it goes like this it says uh, hard men create good times good times create uh, soft men soft men create hard times hard times create hard men so in saying that to to look at it in in this aspect is that i think maybe what we want to look at as what america saw as good times is is in christianity is you know the revivalism period that seems to be when you know everything yeah we we like to go back and look at our church heroes yeah you think about william tyndale he didn't you look at those guys. They he were he didn't cater to the Roman Catholic right. Church, right? And what yeah. happened? Things the, the Reformation happened. Yeah. So, uh, and then you look at where theology gets loose. There, you know, and what pe- a lot of people would would say that in their the older generations would say was a good time in Christianity when people when when people were preaching on the TV and just trying to trying to get people to make this quick confession. And then you look at where our country is now. So. What I'm saying is, stand firm on what you believe, preach the gospel, and and don't back down because there's pushback. You know that's what I was trying to say with that. Yeah, so yeah. so hard men create good times. Good times create soft men. We tend to, in a, in a sense, when when everything's going our way, we tend to back down. We tend to get soft with how we how we interact with people or whatever you want to say, when we should be standing firm on the gospel. And and what I'm saying in debate is that. We stand firm on what we believe, and we present it in a way that is not pushing them away from us to to bring them in to help them understand it. And that's why I was saying earlier that if I can find common ground, I like to take a more broad approach in it mm-hmm. because you can over time you can show someone this because we have to realize that at one time we believed the same thing they believed, mm-hmm. and you know to to get there it took time. So everything takes time. Yeah. I think that's a good way to end it, though. Mm-hmm. Uh, and just to, it's it's so worthy of our our thought, you know, and our and us to have wisdom in that moment, you know, that we don't respond in the same way. And like Bradley said, you know, we're still called to answer. You know, uh, this has to do with the manner of that answer. Mm-hmm. Um, and when uh, when we disagree, and they take that personally. We have to have the wisdom to understand the why they are and be able perhaps to address that, you know, and, and call that what it is uh-huh. and help people to understand. You know, we're not attacking. If we disagree theologically, you're not less of a, a human being. You're not less of a Christian even, uh, uh-huh. you know, depending upon the, the doctrine being being talked about. Uh-huh. Um, you know, that, that's that's not it. And so you can have the wisdom and the, and the tact to, you know, talk through that. 
That's right. Uh, you know, and, and that may come through. Hey, you know, I was, like Bradley said, I was right where you are, brother. You know, mm-hmm. brother. <laughs> it, it may, Bradley, it would may, you say, brother? Yeah. That's I was right where you are, brother. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I don't think I would. You wouldn't. Oh, okay. No. Are you attacking me because of what I said? No, man. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. kidding. <laughs> I'm sorry, bro. I'm sorry. Uh, anyway, why do you hate me? Yeah. Yeah. What's your deal, man? You must be. From a different perspective, or are you a liberal or something? No, you must be. You're no. part of the other group. All right, guys, we're out of time. I gotta go to work. You gotta go to work, Bradley. What time do you start work? Eight? Sometime. Whenever I want to. Really? Okay. Must be nice. Derek, you got sermon to work on, don't you? Yeah, I'm at work. Yeah, that's right. All right, guys, <laughs> follow us on Facebook, follow us on Twitter, email us. Do we have any other places that we can? I don't know. Just make sure you subscribe to our podcast wherever you get your podcast platform. Share Check, it. Yeah, share, share it. it. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Share it with your friend. So, is that your stomach again? <laughs> what is hungry. going on right now? I'm hungry. Man. I'm hungry. Oh, I didn't know we had a fourth member of this uh, of this uh, this Plowboy Radio group. Is it is it being Derek I feel like Bradley and then Bradley stomach? I, I mean, feel like you're attacking me, Ben. <laughs> I feel you. personally, I feel personally hurt. I'm sorry with you're... the hate that's been toward my stomach this is morning. This, is this you or is this your stomach? Yeah. Is it? Do you need the Snickers? I don't. You, no, I don't want chocolate this cause early because you, because you, you're not yourself when you're hungry. Uh-huh. <laughs> you not seen those commercials? Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> all right. Other than that, Derek, you got anything to say? Uh, I don't guess. You want to tell everybody? All has been said. Say goodbye. Tell everybody goodbye. See you next time. Yeah. All right. Say it. Say it. Oh, I don't want to now. Say it. Come on. Come on. I'm not going to appreciate it. Oh, okay. All right. Well, <laughs> I'm not doing it. I'm not doing it. <laughs> well, uh, we will see you next time. And uh, we, if you got any ideas, please let us know. We're kind of running out of ideas to talk about on the podcast. So if you got any good ideas, let us know. Anyway, thank you for listening, and we will see you next time.